What are the information governance complications surrounding the sale or spin-off of a business unit or subsidiary? Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. Here we highlight proven solutions developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how we can apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset data hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will continue our discussion around mergers and acquisitions, and this time focus on our experience with helping spin-off organizations manage their data. Moore, this could be a tricky one. I base that off of our experience helping spin-off companies retrieve the data that is theirs and helping create a foundation for information governance for themselves. How do you feel about this tricky subject? Well, you know, I've been thinking about this since we recorded our last episode where we talked about the challenges of bringing data in to an organization. And you think, okay, this is just the opposite. Let's identify the data and send it out. Send it off with the spinoff company. And we have actually been on both sides of that equation. We have been on the uh, receiving end working with the spinoff company a few times. We've also been on the giving end, working with the company that is spinning off. And it's a very different mindset depending on which side you're at. So you started us off with being on the receiving end. How do we get our data? We're the spinoff company. How do we get our data out of that big company that we're leaving, that parent company that we're leaving? And here's the challenge. That parent company, when they started out, they didn't think they'd be spinning us off. They didn't plan the retention schedule or the storage or the labeling, the tagging or anything with the idea of spinning off. Did you want to jump in? Right. No, I think that's that's right. I mean, you don't prepare to sell things in the future when it comes to company pieces. But when you have to, you have to. Now what do you do? Yeah, exactly. You know, some people say things like you should always plan that you're going to close your company or plan you're going to sell it or have an exit strategy. But I literally know no one who does that. Maybe maybe venture capitalists do it. <laughs> but it's a different mindset. If you've gone into a business, you're starting your business, you want to grow it, and it grows for a long time. And then there's a lot of different reasons that you might want to spin off. You might want to get out of one line of business because the regulations have gotten too unwieldy there. We've seen that a few times where utilities have needed to spin off a regulated portion to not be a generator anymore, or a regulator doesn't want to be in the pipeline, a, a generator doesn't want to be in the pipeline business anymore. Or one of the more recent ones we did where we were on the end of the parent company, a big company wanted to get out of foreign markets and just stick to domestic because of different reasons that made operations overseas more challenging. So there's a lot of reasons for it. So on the receiving end, we're a little company, we're scrappy, we're trying to get our, our act together. We've, got, we've taken this big thing on from the parent company. In one case, say the whole midstream gas pipeline operation from a huge company. How do we separate out the data? And in that particular case, we had a parent company that had been around for a while and they were focused on grow the business, grow the business, grow the business. And I've seen this over and over again in the energy industry. It's all about fast growth, get in, get out, grow, 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 grow. 
do we need to stop and think about data? No, we're not going to stop and think about data. We need to grow. <laughs> so that leads you to this sort of benign neglect, keep everything forever approach. And this company, the parent company of the one that we work with, they had a very strong keep everything forever mindset. So we started looking at what are we going to do for the spinoff? And there were some people who had been there with the parent company for 15 years or more. And one in particular, one guy in particular, who had been instrumental in the creation of this midstream business from its inception inside of the big company all the way through to its spinoff. And then he went with the spinoff. The keep everything forever mindset in this place was really manifested in email. And we knew critical items were in this guy's email that nobody else had and they weren't anywhere else. But the parent company said, hey, we don't want you to take anything with you that's not about the business you're taking. We want you to leave everything behind that's about the rest of our business. Well, of course, people who've been in a company for more than 10 years have probably worked on a few different things and they needed to identify those things and not take them along. Whether it was email, stuff on their personal share drives, stuff on SharePoint, stuff on network drives. And so we worked with their IT department and others to lay out a bunch of different rules. So there were rules about topics that you could take with you. There were rules about types of information you could take with you. There were rules about things you absolutely could not take with you. And every single person in the spinoff company had to go through training, either in person or um, by phone, because there were a lot of field operations and we did some of them as webinars and we traveled to a few, the bigger ones. In-person training, walking through what's a record, what's your record, how do you make the decision to move something or not, does it pertain to the new business or not. And they all had to sign off that A, they'd went, they went to the training, we took, we took attendance, and B, that they had reviewed their information. Technologically speaking, we set it up so that they could port their stuff from the old environment to the new environment. There was a good relationship between the two companies. They were able to open those ports and let that happen. We gave everybody only a month because more than a month, people won't do it. They'll put it off. If you give them three, three months or six months to do a review, they're going to do it in the last month anyway. So we gave them a month and we followed up every single day. There were emails, there were supervisor notes where, hey, these three people in your company, in your business haven't done anything yet. We need to talk to them. There was personal training follow-ups. And one of the biggest things that from a uh, sort of marketing campaign motivational perspective was the CEO of the spinoff company. First, he did a video um, that was sent out to everybody and said, here's how you do it. It's get rid of all your stuff, do your review, make sure you do it. And the second thing was he actually did his own. He did his own review of his email, his network drive, his personal network drive, and make, and he moved it all himself. He didn't have his assistant do it, which was an acceptable approach for anybody who had an assistant, but he did it on his own. And that was huge. That was huge from a motivation perspective. So the key here for being the recipient company was knowing what was in scope. We had the legal teams on both sides agreeing. There was an, a detailed agreement about what the uh, recipient company, what the spinoff company could take with them. And there was active daily 
training and reminders for everybody to get it done, as well as support for the bigger projects like the SharePoint sites and the file share sites that we had. And we also had everybody sign off on those. Like the, the IT team did it with their contractor support, but we went back to the VPs and said, here's what we've moved. Did we get everything? Did we take anything we shouldn't have? There was a process for giving back things that shouldn't have been taken, uh, which we didn't have to use. But we, uh, but it was a very disciplined, regimented approach, and it was because we planned it based on the scope of the spinoff from the beginning. Is there ever an opportunity where you just start from scratch and you just say, I don't need any of that? Does that make any sense? I mean, I'm sure there is, and that would be easier for the parent company for sure, because then they wouldn't have to go through and figure out what should or shouldn't go. But that wouldn't be our divestiture data discussion, wouldn't it? Wouldn't, it no, that would kind of end that piece. Yeah. <laughs> the other piece done. is in the negotiation of the divestiture or spinoff is to have a relationship where you're still supported, maybe from an accounting perspective, a tax perspective by the the company that spun you off, right? Because if there's something that's needed from a payroll perspective seven years ago, I mean, that's important stuff that you, you still need that relationship. Absolutely. And you need it from, like you're saying, the support for taxes or litigation or payroll benefits, but you also need it because it, it sounds easy to say we identified everything and moved it over, but it never goes that smoothly. <laughs> um, and so with a, another... or another spin-off organization that we worked with, we spent days, over, over the course of several months, we were trying to move a massive SharePoint site. Everyone agreed that this massive SharePoint site belonged to the spin-off company. There was no question, wasn't even intermingled with other data, but it was the way that it had been constructed inside of the old company and how to get it out, how to get it into the new SharePoint location on the other side. And a lot of the um, the security decisions turned out to be some of the most challenging. The security decisions that have been made inside of the old company, where if anybody's used SharePoint, especially long ago when it was new, SharePoint allows extreme granularity on security. You can you can tie security to the document level, to the folder level, to the library, to the site, and they'd used all of those <laughs> inside of the old company. And so when we tried to start moving things, security started breaking, permissions started breaking. At one point for about an hour, everything was exposed to the outside world until we shut it down. And it was just a massive amount of cooperation and coordination between the two technology groups, the two IT groups to identify the issues, figure out workarounds, like, okay, we'll move smaller batches, we'll move just the content, we won't move the links, like all of the different things that we tried to get uh, the ultimately successful transition of this massive SharePoint um, site from the old site, from the old company into the new company. And that cooperation that was spelled out in the transition agreement between the two companies of this was the type of support that the parent company was obligated to provide and was willing to provide. It was all part of the process. Um, so I agree with you that spelling it all out up front is important because it's not as easy as pick up that box and move it over here. Yeah, that's for sure. I and mean, just thinking about boxes, 
imagine if the commingled material that you know is in storage somewhere and how to deal with that. Yeah, boxes are 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 also hard because again, people didn't think about the spinoff when they stored the boxes. So I have two more quick things to say, even though I know we've gone a little long, but one is about boxes. And you may remember that we had been working for a utility company for six or seven years, and they were at least 10 years past when they had spun off a part of their company. And we found nine boxes of records in offsite storage that belonged to not the parent company, not the one we'd spun off originally, or they had spun off originally, but actually a secondary spinoff. Like there were two levels to get to who really belonged to those records. And we tracked them down and we sent them over, <laughs> but it happens all the time. So, and, the, and boxes are easier than electronic files. Okay. So my last comment is about being on the side of the spinner instead of the spinny. <laughs> And recently we worked with a large company that wanted to move out. They were spinning off their foreign operations. And our part of it was looking at the retention side. What were the legal obligations of the parent company to maintain files for a certain amount of time versus the legal obligations of the spinoff company to have those files to support their ongoing, you know, regulatory reporting and other requirements, operational requirements in the in the new separate business. And that was a really interesting project because it involved about 23 different countries regulations looking at um, how to separate out the two. So that piece of policy work, dividing up the retention schedule and actually creating the baseline retention schedule for the new company guided then the separation of the data across the organization. That makes sense. So that retention schedule itself is the foundational element from which to build off of for the new company. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? In Seems the world like of it. information management. <laughs> Are we good here? I think so. Of course, there's always a lot, there's a lot more to do to actually get data divested. We, we've just boiled down, you know, eight months worth of work in the first case, a year for the second one, and about three months on the third one. Um, so we only talked about it for 15 minutes. So there's a lot more that when you get into it, it's going to take a lot of effort, but I think we hit the highlights. I agree. And as always, if you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or look us up on the web at www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode. Also, if you like this episode, please be a champion and share it with people in your social media network. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. Special thanks goes to Jason Blake, who created our intro music. Thanks, everyone.